0: Nexus Church is all about cultivating an authentic Christian community where old and young alike journey with Jesus and are transformed by the Gospel. May we be challenged and inspired by the power of His Word. I want to welcome everybody joining us online. And I know with the world that we live in, uh, you can't be here probably in person for many different reasons, but glad you can join us. And welcome everybody here in the building. Do you know that you have made it through another year? You're here. What an achievement. I feel so excited that we're able to meet in person. I feel very blessed about that. And I trust that uh, you're going to be blessed even this evening. You're going to be blessed tomorrow as you celebrate Christmas. And if we've never met before, my name is Nathan Bean. And uh, my wife was up here a few moments ago in a beautiful dress. So cool. I love the puffy sleeves. That was cool. I'm glad you're glad I said that, aren't you, darling? Yeah, perfect. This is actually my fourth Christmas as senior pastor here, and uh, it's been a privilege leading this great church. And uh oh, thank you. We are pretty amazed at what God has done right now. In Sandgate, they are meeting. In Sanford they're meeting to a pretty full house as well, and uh, we're amazed at what God is doing. But if you're our special guest, Welcome to you, if you're brand new, your family or friends, we want to welcome you. We do actually meet all throughout the year and you're always invited to come to any one of our church services. Tonight, I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 2. If you have a Bible, you can open it, but if not, it's on the screen or just trust me that it's it's on there because uh, you can always trust a man who tucks your shirt in. Matthew chapter (laughs) 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east, or Magi, Magi Noodles, uh, from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. And we we had called together all the people, all the chief priests and teachers of the law. He asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet had written. And then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. We all know the truth that he wasn't going to worship. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them. Until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. And they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to the country through a different route. Every time it comes to Christmas... We all do something. One way or another, you hang up things that are bright and shiny. Every person in this place. It could be small, it could be massive. Perhaps someone has hung off the roof, like some dad in this building, you've taken your life into your own hands just to hang those little icicles off the roof. Every year we do this. This year my effort has been poor. I put five star pickets in the ground that are solar powered. Normally it's a lot better, a bit hectic this year, but there is something we have in our house. We actually have two Christmas trees because we love it so much. One in the front room, one in the back room, one tree is the tree of life, the other the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It's a constant test for our children to see which one they go to. But both of them have lights on them. And lights are the dominant theme of Christmas. You notice this. We turn lights on, we make things shiny. And why is that? Because everything about Christmas is the light of the world Jesus coming into the world. And that is the point of Christmas. In fact, if we were to read John's account of Christmas, John chapter 1, he doesn't bother with any of the birth details. He kind of treats it as here's what it actually means. The light is coming into the world and the darkness has not overcome it. The true life that gives light to all men was coming into the world. Time and again, John is saying, John chapter one, the light is coming into the world. I thought about this. I have never seen a, child, a, a children's Christmas production based out of John chapter one. I reckon it would be an awesome, low budget production. You'd have children pile onto the stage. One kid would be John the Baptist, give him a big beard. He points at a light, the light turns on, and they all walk off the stage done. Christmas over. Very cute. John is telling us something that in Jesus, the light is lighting up the world and the darkness has not overcome it. I can tell you now more than ever we need to realise Jesus is still the light of the world and darkness has not overcome it. And this light theme runs throughout everything we read in Scripture. In fact, even in the account I just read in Matthew chapter 2, light isn't specifically mentioned, but time and again, you see things light and bright and shiny. Angels appear in Luke's account, shiny, and glorious, scaring everybody. In this account we just read, we see the Magi following this bright and shiny star. And what weaves through the opening narrative of the gospel accounts is the fact that light has come into the world. And how will you and I respond to it? In fact, we read in this passage that I just read in chapter 2, a story, I would say, of three different kings. One, it's obvious, King Herod. The next perhaps is a group of kings. One of the Christmas carols we really don't give a lot of airtime to is We Three Kings of Orient Far. Do you know the next line? Bearing Bearing gifts Amen. Well done. Bearing gifts we travel so far. We don't sing that one very often because historically it's inaccurate. And here's why. We think it was three kings but... It's only because there was three gifts given, we assume there are three kings. I've got to tell you, tomorrow, Beck is getting three gifts just from me. All right, not from three other people. In fact, I just found out this afternoon that even our dog has given her a special gift as well, an outfit from some shop. It can't be true, he's got poor taste. And on the note, it says, sorry for being annoying from Sonny. It's a Christmas miracle. Very likely there were many wise men in this crew. In fact, we assume that they were kings because only people with royalty and money could travel that distance and give the gifts that they have given. We have King Herod. We have the kings somewhat coming from the east. And we have King Jesus. And every one of these characters in Matthew's account, they show us something different about how we respond to light coming into the world. I want to talk about those three things. The first thing is this. King Herod illustrates for us that light, in fact, exposes our hearts. When light happens in our lives, it exposes our hearts. It says that King Herod, when he heard the news, he was disturbed about it and all of Jerusalem with him. The truth of the matter is, every Christmas time, we are filled with warm feelings, and I love that, trust me. I'm not a big fan of chestnuts roasting over an open fire, it's summer. But we love the coziness of Christmas, we love this time of year that it gives us warm feelings. But King Herod kind of highlights a point for us about how light works. Light also exposes things in our hearts, and it can be a little bit disturbing, And it can be a little bit uncomfortable. And at Christmas time, we have to take a moment and realize that Jesus is asking to expose the dark parts of every one of our hearts. And in doing that, it's not always warm, but it's good for us. In fact, it's changing and transformative when we let the light of Jesus shine into our hearts. If you ever have the joy of waking your young person up in the morning before the sun's up because you've got something important to go to, what's the first thing that you do? The first thing that I do is I open the curtains to get some kind of light in and I turn the light on. Why is that? Because only then do we realize a rise and shine and then I'm greeted with, yay, Father, do I greet thee? <laughs> I don't know what happens for you, but that's what I get every morning. No, what happens when the light goes on? It means arise and shine, your light has come and it's jarring and it's exposing. Can I tell you, for King Herod on his little throne, the light coming into the world was really exposing. Can I tell you, when we receive Jesus into our lives, it's a little bit exposing, but it's a really good thing. Only then do we realise that every single one of us, we need the light to grow, we need the light to change, we need the light to expose our hearts. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I know people that have that when they have a, a, a cockroach problem, you you know, you turn the light on and you see things scurry across the floor. Well, you can live in darkness and pretend like it's not happening, or you can turn it on and realize there are cockroaches. How fun. I've heard of this happening to people. Never to me, though, no way. Can I tell you? Every one of us have things that scurry around in the darkness of our hearts. And Jesus every Christmas time, doesn't want to fill us with just warm feelings. He wants to expose things to bring healing and wholeness. Welcome to church this evening. Glad you're here. Number two, the light draws us in. Verse two, where is the one who's been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And once they heard the King, they went on their way. And again, the star rose and went ahead of them. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. You know that the light actually draws us in. Every Christmas time we need to be reminded, it doesn't matter what kind of person we are. It doesn't matter what life has thrown at you. It doesn't matter what's happened to you or where you're from or how often you go to church. Be drawn in to encounter Jesus. Let His light touch your heart. You know, when you look at the Magi, the men from the East, historians would tell us interesting things about them. They were, in fact, astrologers, wise men, and magicians. And yet, they were the ones, the seekers who were drawn in to encounter and worship Jesus. I find this amazing. In fact, what I find more amazing is that biblical scholars would tell us that Jesus was perhaps two years old by the time they arrived on the scene. Can you imagine that? Going down and falling on your knees and worshiping a two year old? That's a strange scene. But I can tell you right now, they were drawn to the light. They were drawn to seek what their souls were longing for. And can I tell you this Christmas, what you need most is not another toy or a thing. Kids, maybe you do need more toys. You don't need another thing to run after. What you need is to be drawn to the light. When you're drawn to the light, you encounter the love of Jesus. Things change in your heart. You know, some years ago, I was at a friend's house, sort of this time of year. He had one of those whiz-bang bug zappers that he bought from Bunnings. It was a really good bug zapper, though, because it killed the mosquitoes humanely. It had a bottom area which filled with water, and so the mosquitoes would be drawn in there, and they would be gently drowned which I, I don't know about you, but I've always felt that's how we should treat mosquitoes. <laughs> it's funny because I was at his house and we turned on this bug zapper and you know, we thought this is gonna work brilliantly, but it didn't work. We were still getting eaten alive. I said, what's wrong with you whiz bang bug zappers? Aren't we meant to be drowning these guys? And as it turns out, the instructions say this, that the only way the bug zapper works is if you eliminate all competing lights. The fact of the matter is, is that mosquitoes were drawn to every other light. Can I tell you, in our hearts, it's easy to be drawn to so many other things. It's so easy to run after competing lights. And I know you know this, and I know in our hearts we know this, but we still do it and we can't break it. But this Christmas season, would you take a moment and perhaps identify some of the competing lights? Would you turn them down? Would you eliminate them so that you could be drawn to the light of the world? Because when you do that, your heart and your life will change. And the last thing we see in this passage that the light does, the light brings life. In verse 4 of John 1, in Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. What you notice about light is this, is that when you turn a light on, you never stop and stare at the light. In fact, if you did so, it would likely hurt your eyes and it'd be a little bit weird. But here's what happens. When you turn a light on, by it, everything else is lit up. By it, everything else begins to make sense. And we live our lives stumbling in the darkness until we realize that in Him, we have the light of the world and all of life begins to make sense. Isaiah picks this up. Prophetically declaring through the passage of time of what Jesus would do. Isaiah 60, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the people, but the Lord rises upon you and the glory appears over you. Isaiah 9, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light, and those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned, you see, time and time and time again throughout the opening accounts of the Gospels, they have one point and that one point is this, the light is dawning, the light is rising. You might be in deep darkness, you might be in thick darkness, but the light cannot be stopped. My heart for us this Christmas is to take a moment and be reminded that the light of the world is coming into the world and He has life for you and He has light for you. And it's so important we receive that because I know about you, but life is becoming increasingly dark. Isaiah knows this saying deep darkness or thick darkness. I don't know the difference between deep darkness and thick darkness. All I know is it's pretty dark. And the fact of the matter is Jesus is the light of the world. And by knowing him as the light of the world, life begins to make sense. Our prayer this year and team, you can come and join me. Our prayer this year is not just that you'd be filled with warm feelings. Jesus is not just the light that we come and gather around once a year and we warm ourselves by. Would you let the light of the world expose the darkness in our hearts? We all have it. We all experience it. And some of us, it is a deep darkness. Some of us, it is a thick darkness. Can I tell you, He wants to bring His light to you tonight? Or maybe even you've always been inquiring about Jesus. Would you be drawn close to Him tonight? Maybe you've always written yourself off. Maybe you've always thought church is for a certain kind of person or someone who's got their life right. No, every one of us are just like the Magi, trying to make sense of life, but seeking after the light of the world. Would you be drawn to Him this Christmas? And lastly, would you realize that only in His light do we actually have life itself? We look for life in all kinds of things. And what John would tell us time and again, only in Him is life in the light of the world. And with that, I'm going to invite the team to lead us in a song, I guess, of reflection that somewhat tells the story of King Jesus, tells the story of the light coming into the world. Would you keep your heart open as perhaps you take a moment and ask yourself, do I need to step towards Jesus and let Him expose the things in my heart, even if it's uncomfortable? Would you take a moment and let yourself be drawn closer to Him? Would you take a moment and ask yourself, where is my light and life really coming from? Is it coming from belongings, possessions, family? Or is my life source actually coming from Jesus? Because I can tell you He has it in abundance for us tonight. We hope this message encouraged or perhaps even challenged you in your Christian faith. Our pastors meet regularly with people to pray and support them and we extend this invitation to you. Please let us know if we can contact you to offer support. Simply call the office or visit nexuschurch.com.au